Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Down the bitch gang. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard. Couple scars. Wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power to have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome into Floor's Yours. Wow, I was not expecting that. Welcome into Floor's Yours, an extension of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Uh, apparently, Alex is doing this from a rave, uh, so that, that's good. Uh, we've got four different locations today, actually. Uh, that maybe we're typically at again because Alex is doing this from a rave. Uh, again, extension of five on the floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network, sponsored as always by our friends over at Biscayne Bay Brewing, but also markbrownpa.com. Actually, I'm talking to Mark this week because he's handling the title on my house. So there you go. Um, so if you want to see if we actually use the sponsors, we do because not only is he a Miami sports fan, he's really good at his job and he's a really good guy and he's based in North Lauderdale. There's a phone number 954 566. Five six seven eight nine five four five six six five six seven eight. Again, it's markbrownpa.com. This is where you go if you need your title done. Mention five reasons. Two hundred ninety-five bucks. That's a really good deal. I can tell you. Also, he'll help you with estate planning, which is something that I need to start doing as well with all of these five reasons. Millions. Um, well, actually, no. But anyway, uh, markbrownpa.com. Markbrownpa.com. Again, M-A-R-C. Brownpa.com. And as I said, a big Miami sports fan. All right, let's go to the crew tonight. Um, we're all, well, two of us are in different locations than usual. I'm actually in Orlando on a, on a family trip with my daughter. Uh, Michael Christian in the, in the top right is usually lives in Orlando, but he's actually yep. in Las Vegas, which is why we brought yeah. him in today. He's in the uh, coolest spot out of all of us. Well, you're definitely, definitely you're, you're definitely not. I will say that. <laughs> uh, so that's, uh, Greg's in the South somewhere. And then Alex is at a rave in Miami. So we got the four of us, Alex Salito, Michael Christian, Greg Sylvander, and me. Uh, and let's get right to it. Again, Michael is also from Feel the Heat. Yes, it is. Michael <laughs> from Feel the Heat. His co-host, Alana, checks in here with us. Uh, brought Michael on tonight because we're going to talk a lot of Summer League. Um, we will do more Summer League conversation. We're going to have Brady Hawk on the pod with us. He's been writing a bunch of really good stories for the site, which you can check out also, always as, as always free. And also, uh, we'll have Sean Rochester on here in the next week. And we're planning on bringing Norris Cole on, uh, our newest contributor, who actually Michael and Marco. we got Marco Romo out there as well and Tony Schwartz, all from Five Reasons. Uh, and you actually ran into Norris out there, and Norris was sharing a conversation with Haslam. So we're going to bring him on. But let's just start here with Summer League. I, I want to start with the negative first because that's kind of how I roll. Uh, we will get into the positives, and there are a lot of them. I will ask this question uh, to you. Seeing him up close, Michael, is KZ Akpala salvageable? Man, that's a tough question. I, I feel like there's so much about KZ that you, you got to love, right? He's got all the things that you want to see from a physical standpoint. He's got the length. It just doesn't ever get put together. And you compare him with the other guys who are out there on the floor, 
right? You've got Marcus Garrett. You've got Giroux out there. Like when those guys are out there playing and you watch KZ, he doesn't look to be on their level even. And this is their first taste of like kind of NBA action, which is kind of disheartening. So I'm not going to say he's unsalvageable, but at this point as a Miami Heat fan and as a Miami Heat watcher, I think if they move on from KZ, it's probably for the best for both parties. Yeah, Alex, Greg, we'll get to how they do that in a second. But, Alex, I mean, when you look at KZ, I think we were all kind of saying just get to a summer league, get to a summer league, or get to a full G League. Okay, well, he's had some G League. He's had some summer league. I mean, I would understand if he didn't look as good as maybe a Miami Heat drafted prospect, but, like, he looks like the fifth best player in the starting lineup when he's playing with four undrafted guys. I mean, I I don't – do they have to give him something to do? I, I just can't figure out offensively what it is he does particularly well. I'm not sure either. I think there was always more hopes than anything. And just kind of like uh, when we would talk about kind of where his bread was buttered on offense in Stanford, it was a lot of stuff. Oh, wow. That's That's pretty good. By the way, super chats. Ben, if those those comments are that good, you don't have to pay us. But for the rest of you, if you want us to read your comments, uh, go to the super chat. Help us out. We're all staying. I can't reach my keys, man. Damn it. yeah, at least tip Michael. Tip Michael. Yeah, Buck please, for guys. I'm, I'm working valet. I need the tip. Alex, go ahead. I mean, look, uh, I, I got thrown off talking about tips. I'm an Uber driver, so that you <laughs> immediately threw me off there. I don't know what that is, but what do you call it? <laughs> Casey Ogpala, you know, he can't get by anybody. He has that little one spin move that he will go to last season, but he just kind of uses it randomly. Like, he when he, he gets all nervous when he plays offense. I don't know. It's really weird, man. Like, it's been too long at this point, understanding that he had an Achilles injury, which really sucks to have it that early. I'm sure that messed with his confidence, blah, blah, blah. We've talked about the lack of Summer League, the lack of uh, G League. Uh, that stuff has been addressed over and over and over again. Despite all that, he should not be looking consistently worse than Deke Giroux, than Marcus Garrett, than these guys who are just coming here now. I mean, look, the, the one guy that KZ has looked better than maybe – is like who uh, Javante Smart or Drew Smith? Maybe I don't know because even that guy uh, R.J. Nemard is that he pronounce his name mm-hmm. had had a one great game. Like KZ has not given you one great game since that preseason game versus the Raptors where he hit six threes. Like and that's the thing if he's not going to be, you know, a three and D prospect for you, what's he going to be? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, I mean, Greg, let's get to it. I mean, they gave up. A couple of second-round picks to just move up. Yes, hi, Sasha, and just behind me. Um, they gave up a couple of second-round picks to get him, uh, in addition, obviously, to the pick that they used to move up. Uh, they don't – you know, you don't like to admit mistakes. Um, they they got to cut bait. I uh, mean, but, 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 but how do you cut bait? Like, what do you – you attach a second-round pick? I mean, I, I thought they could use KZ to unlock the OKC pick. That's they probably gonna, could. You think they could? You think OKC would unlock it for him? I think maybe not that, but I think that you don't need to attach an asset to a player making $1.7 million to move them. It's just not realistic. There's a team that needs to get to the salary floor that'll take him for a protected second round pick if you want to open up a roster spot. So getting rid of him that way, I don't think is the issue. It just, it kind of stinks because it gives me a little bit of the vibe. And I don't know that he'll ever reach this level of a player, even though it's not an all-star, but it gives me a Darrell Wright vibe. Like he's not ready now. And maybe like five years from now, he actually will be a functional starter, but he's not ready now. And we all know what timeline we're on. Well, sorry, Darrell's an interesting guy to bring up um, for a couple of reasons. But, but one, the one thing about Darrell to understand though, is Darrell came out of high school. Okay. And he also was drafted to a team that would not have drafted him if circumstances were different. They would have drafted Jameer Nelson 
more likely, but they didn't know they were getting Shaq. Uh, so they, they drafted Darrell Wright thinking he was going to run with a young team, and then all of a sudden the timeline got accelerated. I mean, I remember I made the trip to Estero, Florida, where K- where, where uh, Casey Darrell uh, was was living with uh, Earl Barron in a, in a uh, in like a little community, like playing G League ball. Okay, while the Heat were moving on, uh, you know, deep into the playoffs. I mean. At the time, it was D-League ball, I guess. But, I I mean, Darrell found a skill, like, defensively, and then also he became a pretty good three-point shooter. And I feel like Heat fans are like, okay, if you can get that baseline from KZ. But, again, KZ's four years older than – I mean, he's older than Darrell was when he came in. Yeah, so it's not and, looking good. It's it's not looking I, good. <laughs> so I so I, I just I just don't – I mean, I like to – I'm with Michael. Like, on paper, it sounds good, but it's just some guys are just not – NBA basketball players, and I hate to say it right now, uh, he's not. You know, all right. So let's let's get beyond that. Then let's get to the positive. Uh, we've seen our guy Turk here. Uh, you know, and, and he's played against a little better competition now. So so I, I feel like Turk? even though he's had to fight at Turk, well, you know, I mean, you, you, the, the Turk, you know, Turk Nowitzki. Okay, all the rest is. Uh, I didn't know uh, he picked up that nickname already. Ethan's just it rolled off the tongue like that's I mean, no. All right, that's twenty five years Gad, the that, does. That's Gad's nickname. That's that's how this works. Okay, so so let's uh, but let's get let's get to him and, and and sort of what we've seen is he's gone against higher level of competition. We're starting with you, Michael. Like, I, I mean, it's not going to be as easy as it looked early on, but it still looks like he belongs. Yeah, no, it definitely looks like he belongs. He does a lot of things right for this team. I mean, his positioning down in, in the paint and in the post and everything, it's fantastic positioning. My only thing with him when he was down there was there was a couple times where you could tell the other defender was getting the better of him from a strength point of view, right? You could tell he wasn't really pushing back a lot, but the positioning was great enough that all he had to do was turn and put up the put up the little like hook and it was totally fine. So he was doing great through that and um Oh, that's true. I can talk about that one later. I got to dap up Karan Butler because his trash talk was amazing. But Omer looks ready for it, man. He looks ready for it. I think they made the right move uh, giving the uh... – <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You don't need to pay for that comment, uh, Chef. Uh, it's up. Yeah, of course reason. it doesn't have to pay. Michael is a budget value – Ariel, I can't ever pronounce Ariel's name. I mean, so get upset. Look at that. What is that? How many times have you been on and you still can't say Atias? I can't say Atias. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> yeah, no, Omar looks great. He does a lot of things right. Um, that final play to kind of tie it with the alley oop. I mean, his way of coming off the defender, being able to run down the floor, it was fantastic. I think I'm really happy having him on the team, and that size is going to be great, especially if he can bulk up a little bit more. All right, so Alex, go to you again on this. Uh, does he look like a player that could actually be put back next to Bam? for any kind of extended minutes this season. Yeah, I think that's kind of what they're building him up for. And I, I think we're going to talk about this on another pod in the future and something you tweeted about earlier this week when it comes to the roster construction of this team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a lot of older dudes who, you know, we, we, we're all fans of the guys they brought in for the basketball fit. But as far as, you know, the construction, it's, it feels like between all the dead spots, all the older dudes, they're going to have these young guys out there as innings eaters throughout the season. Mm. It's, we're going to see a lot of Gabe and a lot of Struis from the, from the get-go. That, that's going to be a backup point, a backup three, I feel like. I'd be surprised if it's anybody else. And then I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a couple weeks, you know, within the first couple of weeks, we start to see some Omer just to kind of see what he can do out there. And I would – and if – if he does well, I wouldn't be surprised if he becomes that third innings eater out there where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, they're getting these young guys in that pipeline. It's keeping some of the, the more important guys ready. But I think he can – like there's an easy mold for him to fill. It's a stretch big that we've seen play mm-hmm. next to Bam. 
in the past who drops on defense. Now, that's the one thing, Spo. Ever since Crowder has mm-hmm. you know, turned this team into a real switch defense, so obviously you drop on the floor. But that's mm-hmm. the thing, you know, you bring O'Mara on and you have more personnel to actually be able to drop and work that out properly. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have a great perimeter defender going along in that defense with O'Mara dropping, it makes his job a lot easier. It's just about his mm-hmm. ability to move laterally. I want to see how that looks versus actual NBA players. Mm-hmm. He seems just smart. Like I think he he can be that type of guy sooner than later. I wouldn't be surprised. Let's follow on that thought because I know we are kind of so we've been saving this pod all week, so I don't want to deep dive on it here. But we are going to have a full pod, maybe even uh, Sunday into next week, where where Greg and I and Alex kind of go at it about the roster construction because I I feel like. Greg and I have carved out some different positions here, and I feel like Alex is a little closer to the middle. Uh, so we may have him moderate this one a little bit more because I, I feel like I'm a little bit more on the extreme. But but this is one. Of, this does play into what we're talking about, which is this idea that the Heat have no like middle aged players anymore. Like Pat Pat used to talk about like the sweet spot for a player was like 25 or 26 to 29. They don't have many of those guys. I mean, Vic is on the on, on the, the outer edge of it. And we're not going to see him for months, right? So, I mean, because of the way that the Heat are constructed now, it's like old guys, okay, which they brought in more, or it's like green guys. And the guys who are actually in their prime, it's like Bam is on, like, the front edge of it. He's not quite Bam's there in yet. Bam's in his prime. Okay, think, well, he's... well, he's in his prime, but we actually feel like there's more there for three yeah, or four yeah, or five yeah. years. or that. But I'm saying, you know, as he sort of grows into the role – Duncan is kind of, I guess, in his prime because of age perspective. And Depot is kind of on the back end of it. But, again, we're not going to see him for a while. But Jimmy is, you know, a past prime player. He's still an elite player. But as far as age-wise, and, and obviously Tucker, Lowry, uh, Markeith are older. I mean, before we get to get to Haslam. And then it's just a bunch of young guys. And, and Greg, that is, I mean, as we talk about Struess, as we talk about these are not – even Deadman's an older guy. These are not, like, luxury players for this team. That's my problem with the roster construction. It's like you're going to get some innings eaters, and you're going to get beat because young players are inconsistent and old players are injured, right? Well, that's that's my when you're top heavy. I mean, that – Three guys are, are older. I mean, yeah. if we're going to be the most pessimistic versions of ourselves today, then that's absolutely how it's going to go. All the veterans are going to get hurt, and all the young players <laughs> are not going to get better at all. But unfortunately, if you just stick to the window that you referenced from an age perspective, guys mm-hmm. like Dwayne Dedman, I think he's only 30 or 31 years old. He maybe is today's birthday. Happy birthday, Dwayne Dedman. Yeah. Yes. Like 32 today, by the way. Um, the most popular player in the Heat organization. 30, actually. 32. Okay. So, like, and I feel like Jimmy is a unique case where he's still in his prime. Bam is like, he's a young player, but he's way beyond his years. And this is the other thing. I didn't expect Tyler to be back, but let's acknowledge that, like, if you look at Tim Hardaway Jr.'s numbers and the contract he just got, and then you look at what Tyler Hero's doing in kind of a down year last year, to expect him not to get better at all I think is unrealistic. So to your point, I think that they're they're definitely a couple of those kind of of middle-of-the-road guys short. Um, but maybe this is just the way that it's going to look and it's going to be a little bit different. Max Struess looks like he may be a little bit beyond his years, Gabe Vincent too. So I, I don't know. They're asset manufacturers. They've done this before. and It just may look a little different this time. No, I'm in favor of the asset manufacturing. I've repeatedly said they do that so well that they should never play. They should never pay 
an average player anything because they can just manufacture that guy, which is exactly where they went wrong in 16 and 17. And apparently when, they're just getting all the best undrafted free agents. Well, I, I, I noticed that. Who, whose pod was that on? That it, it was, was a was... San Vecini game okay. theory. Guy okay. shared the clip on Twitter, and it was uh, and Vecini was talking about how he talked to agents. Yeah. Uh, and he was saying that basically the agents were telling him that, you know, the best undrafted free agents go to Miami, and mm-hmm. they're telling him to go to Miami because <laughs> – like they know what they're doing there. I wonder no, why. It's smart. Because culture's not real, guys. Guy. No. He's like, oh, almost all of these dudes that they picked up on their mm-hmm. undra- from undrafted free agents were in my top 100. And you know he's he's a respected like he 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 keeps up with the college basketball guys really well. I and so I just thought that was really interesting. I said no, it's a huge deal. I mean, it, it, it's a testament a to their development. I'm not going to use the word. Who culture. needs it's second a, round picks, man? It, it, it's a testament to their development, but it's also a testament to the fact that they'll play the guys. Okay, which is again, if you go back. See, this is where Riley, and I know this is mostly a Spolster thing, okay? And it's really more him, all right? There's no question about that. But if you go back historically, Pat got this reputation for not playing young guys. Not really true, okay? He just didn't value draft picks. Mm -hmm. He actually, if you go back to his history going all the way back to New York, John Starks came in as a young guy. He was a bag boy. Threw him right out there. Mason came out as a young guy. Threw him right out there. Down here... Anthony Alonzo Carter. was young. Alonzo, but I'm talking about the I'm talking about the undrafted. I'm talking about the Anthony Carters, oh, the, yeah. the Mike Jameses, the the uh, the Ike Austins, the you know right through the years the Udonis Haslam's, Bruce I Bowen, mean, Bruce Bowen. I mean these guys played. I mean they have had a, a lit, Joel Anthony. Okay, these guys have been developed and they play. Now the problem becomes when they pay them after you know whether it's a Hassan <laughs> or a Tyler Johnson or whatever, but not at the time. Kurt Thomas was a first round pick though, but I, I'm with you, Sean. I get it. Deshaun Leonard, another one. Second Good one. Pick. Adrian, second, my dog. Second round pick, draft out of Minnesota uh, with someone else that they picked up. I mean, so they have played young guys. That's not the thing. I just don't think – and I think from a strategy perspective, like accumulating those kind of players, developing those players is great business, okay? And the types of contracts Andy signs them to is great business. My concern is when you have a roster that's constructed in such a way that you are so reliant on so many of them and – Again, we're talking about this, and so we're going to pivot here. I do want to talk about Struess, but obviously the Haslam decision came down. We never did a full pot on it. And, and this, is, this is the only thing. It's like, okay, you've got 15 full-time roster spots. You're only carrying 14 because you don't want to pay the tax because Carnival's lost a lot of money over the past year, okay? Uh, so you're at you're – at, um, let's just be honest. So yeah. you're, at, you're, at, you're, you're at 14. You got Oladipo, Michael's guy, out for months, okay? So that's one spot. You've got Kaziak Pala, who's unplayable, and then you've got Haslam. It's a problem. You've only got, you only got 11 spots. The two ways are going to play, and even Barry signaled that in a tweet. I mean, is there a concern? I'll go to you, Greg, on this first. I mean, is there a concern about so many? I mean, I mean it, it's one thing to be good at developing them, but it, there's so many of them that you're counting. And Gabe Vincent is not really a point guard. Like, you're even playing it's- him out of position. No, you're, you're, you're spot on that it's risky. Like, you're either going to look like absolute geniuses because a couple of these guys are going to pop just enough for you to get through and, and eat enough innings to survive. But you're right. Like, if any of us are going to say that we want Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, these guys playing big minutes in December, like, no, that's not what we need. And unfortunately, like, right now, if you look at the roster, if it's not them, then it's Gabe Vincent and it's Max Struess, as Alex alluded to. So, like, it's either going to go horribly wrong or it's going to go really, really well, and they're going to be forced 
I, I just think early on they're they're going to get an indication if 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 depth is an issue and they're going to have to make a quick move. Um, and that's why I I although I want them to go into the tax, I want them to be smart about it. Don't just sign Wes Matthews because he's the only guy out there. Even though I like Wes, like if another buyout candidate comes about, that's where you make the move. All right, Greg, this is where you and I are going to differ. I don't want and again I don't want to burn our whole pod here. But and again, I I I, re, I I respect Mickey as an owner. I do okay, and I've I've had many you know. You're going to give away the goods, Ethan. I, I, but but I'm just telling you, like, this idea about not going to the tax, I'm just – you're contending or you're not. I, I'm sorry. Like, that's – that's. I what, agree with and, you. And, 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 and suppo- supposedly, supposedly, okay, you know, Spolster was told that if he had a team he thought could compete for a title, they would go into the tax. You and I have both heard that, okay? Correct. Okay, so – They already missed the mark on, on going into the tax, though, because it's – This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like, why go into it now if you're going to let guys who you know can contribute to your rotation? Kendrick Nunn and Trevor Ariza, I'm going to keep bringing this up, walk. Obviously, like, they they wanted to bring I have an idea why. 
if they execute a midseason trade where they take on a bunch more salary or even not a bunch more, it can be just a little bit weighted in one direction or another can send them into the tax. So they could be thinking about that. And we just don't obviously know that they are looking ahead in that fashion, but obviously like that's me being optimistic. All right. Well, all right, let's get back to the optimism. Yeah, stuff. Right we'll, there, man. We'll, we'll, I, we'll save the rest of this for the fun. I, I would have kept Kendrick Nunn, but anyway, that, that's, too, man. It's crazy. That's, I'm over here. Like I, I, for Kendrick I, now. I, 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 $5 million. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, it's not my money, but again, you're either competing or you're not Michael. Um, let's, let's get to Max Struess then, because I, I feel like, look, whatever Omer becomes this year, I think is bonus. I, I, you know, I think he fans have to dial back the expectations a little bit until they see him, but Struess has played, you know, and, and, and he's contributed for the heat already. Like this is not, I sort of saw this coming. I mean, I tweeted it before something that he, you know, and, and I know Greg, you saw it coming a little bit before that bigger. You had him pegged. He did get bigger. I can tell you that just what I had heard about Shrews was other players on the team think he's really good. And the key players on the team think he's really good. Okay. And so, I mean, there was even some conversation about playing him as a small ball four last year. Like that's, that's what they think. So I guess, Michael, you've seen him up close. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, he seems to have the goods. Like I, I mean, he better because he's one of the guys they are absolutely now counting on, right? Yep. I mean, what you want to see out of a guy like Struis, especially in summer league, is you want to see him dominating, right? If you want him to actually right. go and contribute, you want to see him playing very well in summer league, and he's doing just that. Without him yesterday, the Heat have no chance of winning that game. He was the only one hitting three-point shots. He was the only one opening up the offense for them like that. And it was actually really interesting because at one point when they sat him down to bench him, right, just give him a bit of a breather, he didn't sit in the middle of the bench and talk to the guys playing. He went all the way to the end sat in between Bam and Udonis Haslam, and they were both giving him advice on everything going on in the game. Like they were talking about what was going on, what he needed to do, how he could fix it. So I have no doubt Good that eye. UD and Bam together were like, hey, Struess, at the end in the, like mm. for the final shot, sudden death, just take it, bro. You got this. Just walk up, take the shot, and just go from there. So he's not only performing super well, he's also getting a lot of advice from them, which really shows they are excited about Max Struess. So he's definitely going to get a lot more playing time this year. And he looks great. He looks ready for it. I want to, I, my, I want to follow on what Michael said. I will get to Adam's comment in a second. So, Greg, put that in your back pocket because we should talk about that before we go. Uh, Adam Barai uh, chiming in here. But I, I think the thing with Struess, too, I, A, uh, he competes defensively. He's physical enough defensively. Spolster gave him some tough assignments, like from the very beginning last year, which I, is also an indicator uh, that they like him. And you're right, Michael. That is the tell in Summer League. It's who is the guy that they're going to down the stretch of games who kind of emerges over everybody else. Max Struess's like pedigree is not what some of these other guys were, but it just looks, he looks like a second year Miami heat player, which we know that jump always comes in that summer league. And he didn't have the benefit of summer league last year either uh, before playing with the heat. I, I guess what is uh, Alice? I go to you on I mean, Struess's absolute kind of upside. Because I, I don't want to just because he's a white shooter, I don't want to compare him to Hero and to Duncan like everybody else does. Okay, like I mean, what is this? What kind of player can he be? Be a twenty-five minute a game player potentially? I mean, I'm I'm thinking Doug McDermott. No, but seriously, mm. <laughs> I don't know. I think like I don't like comparing him to Duncan, and and you know, it feels like he has more of a scoring game than Duncan, right? Where Duncan mm. is. Yeah. You know, option 1A is always going to be, you know, the movement shooting, whether he's the one taking the, the shot or not. His purpose is to create gravity for others. Like I said, whether the shot ends up coming out of his hands or not, whereas Struess is like, well, if I see an opening, you know, to get to the rim, you know, he's going to take it every now and then. He's He kind of, like, he moves around off the ball, too. That's what I like about him. He's always pretty active off the ball, so he's always, like, looking to get himself 
uh, going there, but it's not like he, he has different types of scores. So it's also mm. interesting to me because he's stocky, he's big, mm. he seems pretty confident. I don't know. Like I, this is some of the stuff that I liked about him last season, but it feels like he, he's gotten better at all these things. Right. And so I don't know. It feels like maybe it's just overreactions to what we've seen, but it feels like he's going to be that backup three uh, once the season tips off. To a certain degree, uh, Greg, do you think that the Kendrick Nunn decision was in any way dictated by Struess in the sense that, again, not playing the same position, but you want a stockier shooter who can, because we saw one of the problems with Kendrick was when the competition got better, you know, <coughs> excuse me, particularly in the postseason, he just didn't measure up, just literally. I mean, you, you were playing too many small guards. He's getting blown up on screens. And even though he had a scorer's mentality, he maybe wasn't playable in those situations, but Struess would be potentially. And again, I want to get past the stereotypes, you know, that every, you know, white player that the Heat have can't defend. I, I you know, which I, I feel like we get caught up in that a lot. Okay. And it was true with Goran and Tyler last year, but I don't feel it was as true with Duncan. And honestly, I don't feel it was as true with, with Max. Right. I mean, so it, it could part of that be the, you know, none, uh, you know, one of the reasons they let none walk, even though he's a different kind of player. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that there's likely conversations that go like this. If um, the tax reimbursement this year was $13 million and uh, none's contract was 5 million and you got to pay him 5 million and you're not ge- getting reimbursed 13 million is, you know, that number combined worth keeping none. They say, no, uh, so they just go with Max Struess. I think that Gabe Vincent is being underrated here. They locked both of those go- guys up to two-year deals, guaranteed money. <laughs> so, like, those are two contributing pieces. But uh, it, this all goes back to the main point, though. Neither one of those guys do what Kendrick does. And if they're really serious about going all the way here, other than what Adam brought up, and we're going to get to that comment, you keep that guy because it, uh, you could move him. He's on. A, I mean, I guess he would have a no-trade clause, but you could still move him. Kendrick, right. you know what I mean? All right, we, we don't hit more. threes to like it's it's gonna look bad. I, I just realized that right now, like if Gabe and Struess are not hitting threes, you're right. Or whatever else they have, those lineups are gonna look bad. Even if they're not playing a lot of those like just straight five guys from the bench lineups, like we're probably gonna see a lot of creative staggering. But whew, the shit goes down the drain when they're not hitting their threes. Well, let, let's get to Gabe here. I want a second before we do. I want to tell you about one of the sponsors, PricePicks.com. Make sure you're playing. Not if you, maybe if you're not a baseball person. Start jumping in on the NFL futures. They've already got the preseason games. I saw they got the numbers for Tua for Saturday night's game. So jump on prizepicks.com. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E, to play the daily fantasy. Again, you can do it on NFL, and you can do the futures for the entire season as well at prizepicks.com. That's the official daily fantasy of the 5 Reasons Sports Network and here at 5 on the floor. All right, but let's get to Gabe Vincent here real quick, and then I do want to get to Adam's comment. Um, Gabe Vincent is confusing to me because uh, the, the skill that he was supposed to bring to the table uh, is the one he can't, he hasn't brought at all in the NBA. And, and that's usually the one that translates. If you can shoot, you can shoot. Uh, the other stuff is a point guard usually takes time. The ball handling, the defending seems fine on the defensive side. Okay. He's a dog defensively. I, I think that, I mean, that's a major upgrade over none. I think in terms of his defense, Ball handling could use a little bit of work, but he did have the ball in his hands a lot with Nigeria, which I, I think probably will be helpful to him. Michael, up close, does he look like a point guard? Because they don't have a backup point guard. I mean, he looks like he should be a point guard. 
right? It looks like right. that's probably the role that he, he he should be filling. I mean, he didn't play in the last game, and, and yeah. I wasn't here for the Sunday one, so I haven't actually yeah. seen him play up close and personal this time. Um, but he feels like he, – he seems like he's confident enough to do it. He's gotten other opportunities elsewhere, right? He got to play with Nigeria, like you were saying. He's gotten run with the Heat in games that mattered last season, which is going to go a long ways. The team made sure to have a, a position for him, and they feel confident enough in whoever's handling the ball that they didn't go and address that elsewhere. So I'm assuming Gabe Vincent has to be factoring into that. And so if he's not, I'd be surprised. But I think it's a lot of uh, Depot as well, because when Depot does come back, they're also going to give him a lot of the, play, the the ball. And so they're thinking maybe they can have him as a backup point guard. So I think Gabe Vincent might just be in their heads like, this is good enough for now until we get him back. Michael, sorry, I wasn't laughing at you. Plus, Michael. Marcus Garrett. Let's not forget now. Come on <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, we'll talk about Marcus Garrett. Are you doing your stretching at 8.30 at night? Anyway, sorry. There's a little activity on the side of me. Uh, all right, let, let's talk about Marcus Garrett here real quick. Uh, and, I mean, they're going to get – two of these guys are getting two ways. And they can play up to 50 games. So – Oh, man. I, 50 right? games. Oh, Marcus and They're going to milk that. Yeah. Uh, oh, of yeah. course they are. Of course they, they did it last year too with Struza with Vincent until the rule was lifted. So right. So I mean they're gonna do that. I mean uh, Garrett. Uh, Garrett's a Heat player. Like I just. I mean he's he's a Heat player. I'm like a, right. I mean Alex. I mean, he's the kind of guy we're gonna hear about two Hard years from now going up. Uh, right. I mean. And, I mean. Yeah. What What do you like about him? No, I was saying also here from the commenter from Ben. He said if, if Duncan, uh, you know. Start day one at point. Why can't Gabe be the day one backup? I feel like, like Kendrick was more of a point guard in summer league than a Gabe. Is. Ooh, I, I don't know. Matt, maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. He was playing with heroes. I mean, he handling the had ball. the ball in his hands for sure. Yeah. But I don't know how much he was actually setting up guys. If right. I mean, he, he did an okay job doing it, but it's a good question because I, I mean it's not an ideal situation. I think we can all agree. Like Gabe being your backup, that's it's not ideal. But that's probably why. And you're talking about Marcus Garrett here. You're talking like. Garrett and it, I think Diki Jerome might get that second two-way spot. You're mm. going to have two just crazy defensive talents at the guard position. Two guys who seem like, you know, they're going to be able to guard both guard positions, specifically Garrett because he's a little bit stronger. Both guys won different types of defensive player of the year awards in college. So, look, Gabe is going to have a the, the, the chance to start. But if he starts off and he's really like he can't hit the three at all, like, that defensive stuff, it's cool. Like, I appreciate that for sure. I want guys to be two-way players. But Garrett and Diki seem like just as good defensive talent. So if Gabe is not hitting that three, I feel like he should have a short leash to give some of those other guards uh, the shot because they're really, like, they, they're they're showing what they're good at over there. Greg, I, I will what, say okay, – Go ahead, Michael. No, I was just going to say the, the coolest thing about Garrett was watching him up close defend Bain – Right. Mm. Like Bane looked flustered mm. almost the entire game, yeah. so much so that he started talking trash to Garrett, who wasn't really being too loud about it. But then Karan Butler decided to step in from the bench <laughs> just because of how frustrated Bane was that he couldn't get anything going, like not a role with Garrett on him. He had a few good moments because he's mm. a good player, but Garrett's just so good defensively. If there's not a spot on this team, I, I think all of this was a waste of time. He deserves well, that spot more than anybody else on that roster. Remember, most of the Heat organization was around when they made a decision to keep Eddie House over Patrick Beverly that they regretted. Uh, I yeah. don't think I don't think they'll make that same decision again. No. And this is this is a different kind of team. Uh, that team required an Eddie House, another kind of veteran. Eddie had one of my favorite quotes that anybody gave me before the big three, which was "middle fingers to the haters." Uh, that 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 he that he gave me uh, on the eve of the season, which was uh, which which was one of the better ones. All right, final thing here, and again, uh, follow our sponsors, MarkBrownPA.com. 
while you're estate planning. And also, if you need your title done, he's got a real estate uh, title company right there in-house. And also, prizepicks.com and Biscayne Bay Brewing. I'll go to this, uh, uh, Greg, on, to you, and we'll close here. Adam's comment that if they were really serious about doing something, they would have held on to Iguodala's contract. It, there's validity to it. I mean, there's no doubt that like a $15 million expiring contract, if you uh, can unlock picks and attach them, like there's no doubt. So like if we're talking about maximizing every vehicle you have and, and using every lever to uh, improve the roster, he's dead set on They're They, they, they did. They're not doing that. And it appears to be for financial reasons. And that sucks. I let, I'll, I'll let Alex and, and Michael close on this as quote unquote fans of the team. Okay. I mean, how do you, how do you feel about, I mean, again, I, I, I recognize, you know, carnival stock, I own some of it. It's gone down quite a bit over the past year. Uh, you know, and I get it and, and still, you know, people aren't getting their damn shots. So that's, that's delaying the process even further, uh, here. Most but I mean, haven't I, started yet. Like they haven't started. I, I thought they, I, I thought they were back. Not, not fully. I mean, yeah. I, so, so, so I guess, I mean, that's the question. I mean, but, you know, losing billions, but still the billionaire. So I'm, I'm taking myself out of this, guys. How do you feel about it? Oh, man, I don't know what to say. It's not my money. I'm not going to side with, you know, the billionaire saying, I mean, you can't go into the luxury tax. Like, I just can't yeah. vibe with it, man. You're talking about these older dudes. You talked about the win now window, like just over and over again, talking about wanting to win. And it seems like Mickey's not cashing a check, man. He's done it in the past. It's not like he's never done it. He's not as, you know, I feel like he's kind of in that middle, in that middle ground yeah. of owners, right? Where like sometimes he spends, sometimes he doesn't. But even when the big three was here, and this is obviously stuff that that you have talked about a million times, Ethan, was the stuff that happened with Mike Miller and Joel Anthony. Like this offseason, it, it has a little bit of a sense of that when it comes to the way that they filled out the rotation, right? Whether you're talking about Andre's, 15 million that they didn't accept after the Spurs were just like, fuck Andre, we're not giving you DeRozan in any type of Iguodala trade. You know, we're not going to do that scam. And and it seems like that's it. They just kind of gave up on using him as a trade piece in order to get into the tax. Like, I don't know what other reason it would be for. And again, it's like, if you're going to keep yourself, yes, like they don't pay the tax until April or May or whenever it is at the end of the season. And you can make another trade and get over the tax. But it's like, damn, you had guys on the roster right there with their bird rights who walk to another contender. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's the, that's what really yeah. listen like gets just quickly. Iguodala's contract that expiring, like you would have been able to shop that contract and go get a player like a Marcus Morris or like you, we, mm -hmm. you know, you saw Utah wanting to sell off players all of a sudden, like there's scenarios like mm -hmm. that where you could have capitalized and yeah, you'd have been over the tax, but you'd had talent upgrades. So I don't know. You so have to look at that, that a little like bit. Were they just that confident? I mean, like that scared that they weren't going to be able to move Andre? Because what, what I'm trying to think, why else wouldn't they have opted into it? For example, like you're not going to do the Kendrick thing. You're not. You're not doing Ariza. Maybe they've said they don't want to attach picks to deals, and like that's the way that you move Iguodala's contract is put a pick with it and then take on a player or something. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Maybe they don't want to like your Kendrick. Like damn. I, I I'd like to get an explanation on it from inside, so I'm going to do my best to get that because it it does feel to me like they're one foot in, one foot out. I, like I, I don't. I, I feel like they think they can contend, but they're not sure. I mean, uh, they might be uh, reading the tweets from uh, Five Reasons Sports saying that he's unsure about the about the roster, and but, so they're but, like, "Why are we going to invest in Five Michael, Reasons?" Is Michael, Michael, one reason I'm unsure about the roster is the roster is really thin. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying it's not. I I, I feel, and I, again, I don't want to give away you know everything we're going to talk about, 
<coughs> and Adam says, Andre and Tyler get your damn good player. We will read that super sure. chat comment before we go, by the way. But like, and we'll give that money to the Heat so that they can pay the tax. <laughs> um, but but I, I mean, I don't want to give away the whole pod, but I mean, I, I think this team is built for the playoffs. I, I think so. I think they're a really tough out in the playoffs. My concern is do they have the horses to get them to the right seed in the playoffs and get them there healthy, okay? That's my issue, is when you're talking about essentially an 11-man roster where, like, a couple of the guys are just emerging as full-time players for the first time, okay? You, you're not going to play Haslam, even though I think they should, because I, I think he can still play a little bit. Uh, and you're, you're not going to have Oladipo for months. KZ is unplayable. You're not keeping a 15th guy. You've got Struess in this role for the first time. Vincent in this role for the first time, okay? Dwayne Dedman has an injury history, Okay, I, I, you know, and PJ is PJ and Lowry are their late thirties. I'm sorry, it's but that's thin. the kind of thing that if all of those things happen, right? If all of these things come out like like the Wayne's history, one player that they go over the tax for is not going to make the difference on the roster, in my opinion, right? Like no, adding but, that no, one but player. Fair, but Michael, I will say, but He's one player who has four five bowl again, right? But yeah. one player, one player who has an issue creates a real issue for them because they don't. They, there's no. Who's next man up when, I mean, literally there are four guys who, who are going to be, I mean, one's but, basically coaching from the bench. Again, love him to death, but that's 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 the role they have in him. And, and one may not be sitting on the bench because he doesn't want to get his quad hurt before he gets back. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's thin. I, I think they're a really tough playoff out, but I, I just, I think they could be a six seed with yeah. guys hurt coming into the playoffs. They really really need Michael's point is well taken though. Like Michael's point is well taken. It's not that they're not going to spend a three and a half million dollar biannual exception to get some guy that's out there right now. It's like if you're going to go all in, then take on Iggy's contract right. and like like really go all in. And I think that's one what foot in, one state. foot out. I think that's what we saw. I, that's that's my concern. And, and I also don't understand the why they're allergic to true point guards. I mean, they went out and got one as a starter, but when when is the last time they've had two true point guards on the roster? Like I know Ira, used, Timmy and I, Terry. Goran and Baino, uh, uh, Chalmers, well, Chalmers and Cole, Chalmers right, well, and Cole. There we go. That's, that's well, okay. Maybe maybe yeah, it was that, but, but, but it doesn't seem. Like, here's the hey, one of them's a part of a really dope sports network. So that's true. I, I'm the dopest. <laughs> Future right? Media Challenge MVP. Uh, that's, North Cole. No, 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 Well, that's true. And I'll I'll start him. I'll start him. Pro, give me give me that cop. Poetic li- lifestyle. Give me that one time. Too many CBD. Gum. I know I'm on the road. I'm not having a CBD. Go go ahead. Garrett defense so good. He had potential to be a Tony Allen or better. I mean, look, potential, but I'm with Alex on this. He's got to be playable in other ways, right? So he's got, he's got to be, I mean, I, the guys who shoot are going to play because they don't have that many proven shooters. So if, if, you know, if he, if he outshoots Gabe Vincent, he'll play, right? Did you see that he's in like the, the top five in summer league and points per possessions? Marcus that. Garrett is. I saw that. Royal, why are you trading? I just sent you a hat. All right. Check out our sponsors, Alex. Thanks for joining us uh, tonight. <laughs> make sure you t- make sure you tip Alex because we had this whole tip conversation. Uh, thanks for the only one donation that we got tonight. We will apply that to the luxury tax. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to Michael Christian. We got three people out in Vegas. That's the thing. With five reasons. Yeah, we even got if two you now. Even if well, two. Even we if you don't credential us, we show up. That's that. That's how we work. We that was me them. three years ago. We crashed. Them. I don't know why you didn't get approved this year. I have no idea. I, I li- they had a photo of you in the system. I, I, I was the only one I just had. I don't understand. Oh yeah, never confrontations had- with Spolstra. It, yeah. it might. Is that yeah, why you have all the lights off, Alex? Is that is that what's up? Yeah, yeah. 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 Used to just yeah, like man. depression, straight up Batman. Should've he was gonna hold. Them, he was gonna hold them all accountable. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.